بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على خاتم النبيين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين Every time we have the chance to meet our good brothers we feel that Allah سبحانه وتعالى is truly satisfied with us How come we are gathering in here to discuss the deen of Allah, the deen of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, who gave us the chance, who gave us the chance to meet and discuss and have more good deeds, as the brother and sister Allah khair mentioned in the introduction, while some other Muslims are staying at home, maybe did not, they did not do the salah with jama'ah, maybe they are busy with things that will add more bad deeds to their scale. Why then? Why us? A good question should be asked. And the answer always to say that these are more graces from Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. And if there, is, there are more graces, we should always have more thanks to Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. And just imagine that you're thanking to Allah is another grace you need to thank Allah for it. Think of this. Your thanks to Allah wa ta'ala is another grace you need to thank Allah for it. So you cannot finish thanking Allah wa ta'ala. So tonight, inshallah, we're, we're continuing to discuss the book of Tawheed. We have the chapter thir- number 34, which is talking about the case of in Arabic. I would say it's better because I think the translation has some kind of misunderstanding. Al-Amnu min makrillah wal-Ya'su min rawhillah Two different cases. Before we discuss them, let's see from where they come. Actually, this chapter is discussing the result of two heart worshipping. Fear and hope. And we discussed this before, as you remember. Fear and hope is two heart worshipping. And we said before that worshipping is not just to say something like dua or dhikr or to bow for sujood and ruku and so on. But actually the major and more important worshipping is by heart. As Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned in the hadith which is narrated by al-Bukhari and Muslim, and Nu'man ibn Bashir radiyallahu anhuma said that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said at the end of the hadith he said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ala wa inna fil jasadi mubra iza salahat salaha jasadu kulluh wa iza fasalat fasalat jasadu kulluh ala wa hiya al-qalb yani in the, in the body of a human being there is a piece of meat if it is okay correct, clean the whole body will be the same if it is not the whole body will be the same that means the heart, although it is the, the, the uh, organ which is made of meat, or the other case which means meat by the word heart in Arabic, means sometimes is that the feelings, the faith, the iman, and so on. However, fear and hope, to fear Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, to hope Allah, al-khawf al-raja in Arabic, are two important heart worshipping. If we fear Allah, we will not disobey Him. 
If we fear Allah, we'll do what He told us to do. If we hope that Allah will forgive us and will take us to Jannah, then we will be happy and we'll do more and more to satisfy Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the mu'min should not be far away from these two hearts worshipping. He should be between fear and hope. No more in here, no more in here. He should be in the middle. Like if you have a road with two, with two edges. Never drive in the right edge or the left edge. Be in the middle. Fear and love and hope, sorry. Fear and hope are two heart worshipping, which are, they are borders to keep you in the right track. So you are afraid from Allah, so you will not do what He told you not to do. And you hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will accept you, will accept your good deeds, will, will take you to Jannah after death, then you do more good deeds. Now, this is not the topic in here, but the, what the topic tonight we're talking about is actually only a result of hope and fear. Or fear and hope, should make it this way. Hope and fear and hope. Why, why we say this? Because in the first case, the first ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about those people who is having too much hope. And you know in English, we see T-O-O, too, is not the same as very. If I say this is too hot, then I cannot touch it. But if I say it's very hot, I still can't touch it. Too is, means more than can be accepted. Or taken. It's too cold to be drunk, then you cannot drink it. It's very cold, then you should drink it. Now we say in here, those people are having too much hope. More than they're supposed to have, so they are secured inside that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will never punish them. Ah, this is a problem in here. Are they really secured inside that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will never punish them? Those are losers. فَلَا يَأْمَنُ مَكْرَ اللَّهِ إِلَّا الْقَوْمُ الْخَاسِرُونَ Losers. That means we are not supposed to have too much hope. We should have hope, yes. We should hope that Allah Taala will, will, will forgive us, will take us to Jannah, will save us from hellfire. That Allah Taala will... Okay, we hope that. Fine. In the same time, we should not have too much fear, as we will see later on. We have fear, yes. We are fearing Allah Taala that He will be yani, angry with us, He will punish us. Yes, we should have this, but not too much. Right. Actually, this ayah, if we want to start with, although I should say a little bit of introduction to this chapter. <coughs> Secure and, and, and despair. Secure and despair are two opposite things. A person who is too secure, that means he doesn't care if Allah is angry or not. The one who is despair, then the person who is khalas, he having no hope. No hope of Allah. He reached the point or he drew, driving is out of the side of the, the, the line in the left side. The hope. These two are important to understand so a Muslim will not fall into it. As you will see later on in the two hadiths mentioned and both of these are major sins. Kaba'ir. We'll discuss this inshallah when we talk about the hadith. Tayyip. The first ayah, 
Actually, it is the third ayah of three more, more ayahs which is very important to have all together, which is in Surah Al-Araf. Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala said in the beginning of this, the first ayah of these three, أَفَأَمِنَ أَهْلُ الْقُرَاءَ يَأْتِيَهُمْ بَأْسُنَا بَيَاتًا وَهُمْ نَائِمُونَ أَفَأَمِنُوا أَنْ يَأْتِيَهُمْ بَأْسُنَا ضُحًا وَهُمْ يَلْعَبُونَ أَفَأَمِنُوا مَكْرَ اللَّهِ فَلَا يَأْمَنُوا مَكْرَ اللَّهِ إِلَّا الْقَوْمُ الْخَاسِرُونَ Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is making a question, and it's not a question actually for answer, but it's a question to drag the attention of people. Those people of Al-Qura, Al-Qura means the, the towns, those people who are living in these towns, are having too much of hope that they do not really fear Allah at all. Allah mentions that they are sleeping at night and they are playing during the day. They are sleeping at night and playing during the day. They have nothing. They are full. Eating a lot, sleeping a lot, enjoying a lot. So they think, because of this, that they are in the safe side. So they are secured. They never think that Allah may punish them. In this step, some steps will come later on that they will disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and for in bad things, still they are having no fear. When you look around you, trying to, to practice or to put these three ayahs into reality, you will see a lot of Muslims unfortunately are falling into this. They are wealthy, full, healthy, no problems, sleeping at night, enjoying the day, while they are not actually fearing Allah, while they are actually disobeying Allah. So they are actually doing a major sin, kabair. Those people, and the other, some other eyes we'll see inshallah later on, in the holy book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he subhanahu wa ta'ala told us that he will take them sudden. فَأَخَذْنَاهُمْ بَغْتَةً بغتة is all hafadi. They think they are on the right track, they are, think they are enjoying, they, are, they think they are no problem, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is taking care of them, then suddenly they are punished, severely punished by Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. So in these three ayahs you will see how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving us the situation of these towns who are sleeping securely, blowing in the day, Securely. They have a total security in their hearts that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will never punish them. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will punish them. Especially if they are really having more and more bad deeds in front of the others. And we have to notice this point also which is important. That doing a sin is bad. But doing the sin in open is worse. What's the difference? Sin is a sin. Yes, sin is a sin, but it is a, to do it alone, hiding, this is a sin. To do it in front of people, it's sin plus showing the sin. That's why Muhammad said in the hadith which is in Bukhari Muslim, he said, كل أمتي معافى إلا المجاهدين. And every person of this nation of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will be insha'Allah saved and taken away from this sin except those who are showing their sins in front of the others. 
Uh, once I was in, in, at work a long time ago, I met one of our colleagues in his office smoking. So I told him, Yaki, why, why do you smoke? He said, make dua for me. I said, I cannot. He said, why? I said, because my dua will not be accepted. He said, why, why not? He said, because you are showing your sin. If you are hiding your sin, then if maybe uh, myself or others make dua for you, or you make dua for yourself, then you will be okay. Muhammad said it clearly in his hadith, that anyone who is showing his sin, he will not be saved, he will not be cured. So this guy will not be saved. Any dua for him will not be accepted. Because he showed his sin. What's the problem with showing this sin? Ah, it is sin plus. Sin for him, and he is also making the others. He is calling the others to do the sin, not by his own words, but by his own action. If you pass by someone, after Adan, and he is working, or he, he has his market open, or he is working with something, and you tell him, Ya Akhi, Jazakallah Khair, make salah, salah, salah. He will tell you, Ya Akhi, don't you see me in the message? I always pray with Jama'ah. He's right, he prays with Jama'ah. But actually, this is not the case. We are not talking about his prayer now. We're talking about what he is doing now. He makes people really do the same way, but he doesn't care that Adan is there or not. Some people say, why? Why these mutawwain are hurting people after Adan? Why are people, why these mutawwain are driving people to pray? Is it by force? No, it's not by force. It's the case that if they allow people to do what they, whatever they want, even if they come to Salah, that means they are getting, getting people showing that they didn't care about Salah even after Adan, until Iqamah comes, some people will come, some people will not, or not. So we are not talking about the case of Salah now, we are talking about showing something against the Salah in the time of Salah. When a Muslim, a true Muslim like you, he hears Hayya ala Salah, Hayya ala Salah, what is he supposed to do? Khalas, he comes to Salah. He comes to Salah. Why is he busy with something? Like he's saying, he's hearing his father or his, his uh, manager telling him, come, I want you, and he doesn't listen to him. He says, okay, I'll come. And he, he leaves him. For, an hour, for about 20 minutes or 10 minutes or so on. And that's why Allah Ta'ala also mentioned that the hypocrites, one of their actions is to be lazy to Salah. وَإِذَا قَامُوا إِلَى الصَّلَاةِ قَامُوا كُسَالًا When they come to Salah, they come lazy. Yeah, they hear Adhan, still there is no Iqamah, why are they in the Hargish? And he starts to have a lot of discussions, or maybe doing things and this and this. When Iqamah comes, he stands up and he goes to the Makwudu, and he drags his legs or feet to the Masjid, and he knows one or two, three rak'ahs, no problem, that doesn't bother him much. Even if he goes the whole Salah, no problem, and he can find another Salah later on. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned that this is action of the hypocrites. وَإِذَا قَامُوا إِلَى الصَّلَاةِ قَامُوا كُسَالًا That's what he, while he's talking subhanahu wa ta'ala about munafiqeen, he mentioned that one of their actions, that when they go to salah, or they stand for salah, they stand with laziness. But when they stand for food, for enjoyment, for going to parties, do they stand with laziness? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. They do it with a lot of charming and happiness. That means they really have a, big, a bad understanding of the sea. This is the first I have talking about the case of secure. 
The other ayah is talking about the vice versa of it. Rasulullah said, "Wa yaqrat min rahmat Rabbihi illa dhalun." Yaqnat in Arabic. It's translated usually by extreme despair. Extreme despair. So much despair. Person khalat. He said, "I'm lost. I don't want to do anything. I will go to Jahannam." I would some people say, "I would be Allah." Khalat. I want to pray. I don't do anything. This is not acceptable in Islam. That's why we say between fear and hope. There's a wide area you can walk in. You can drive in between fear and hope. It's a wide road you can drive in. Don't go in the, uh, beyond the fear or beyond the hope. Be in the middle. As much as you go quicker in that track, you will meet Muhammad sallallahu in Jannah. Inshallah. This ayah, And the other ayah before, when we say makrullah, some people may misunderstand this word by the way. Makr means to trick. Makr in Arabic means to trick. Trick someone. So can you say that Allah is, is making me tricks? But he subhanahu wa ta'ala is not called with the name of a tricker or the description of a tricker. But he, subhanahu wa ta'ala, tricks the ones who try to trick him. يُخَادِعُونَ اللَّهَ وَهُوَ خَادِعُهُمْ These are the hypocrites try to trick Allah, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is tricking them actually. So we don't say that he is a tricker, we don't give him the name of a tricker, we don't give him the description of a tricker, but we say that he tricks whoever tries to trick him. And he, just to make it in front of the case. Those people are trying to trick Allah. Makr in Arabic or means tricking. Now, let's see this hadith which is mentioned by Aqra ibn Amr narrated by Suyuti and the others and Al-Albani rahimahullah said this is sahih in his sahih al-jami' Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in this hadith as he mentioned the narrator is mentioning that he sallallahu said if you, when you see when you see Allah ta'ala is giving a slave, one of his slaves, more and more, more gracious, whether it's food or money or health or all, while he is still disobeying Allah. Notice this case now. Allah is giving him more and more, and this guy is still continuing to disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by any means, whether he's not praying correctly, or he doesn't pray with jama'ah, or he, he do bad things, well, if major sins and so on. Then, Muhammad Sallallahu said in the meaning of the hadith, be sure that is a case of lure. Lure in Arab English, or dragging, is this almost the same. And bringing the person gradually. Like if you are dragging someone to get into a trap. The person now is disobeying Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving him more graces. Now he would think that he is one. Allah is giving me more health, more money, more children. Then I am a good, good guy. Wrong. Wrong. This is, not the, 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 this is not the scale. The scale if we are good or bad. 
having more money or more children or that or this, this does not mean that Allah has satisfied with the person. Because Allah gives the money and the food even to the kafirs. In fact, you will see the kafir land better than the Muslim's land. More money, more factories, more health, more this, more that. However, if you have traveled to one of these Western countries, you will see. Although they are kafirs. So it's not the case. This is not the correct measurement to measure the satisfaction of Allah wa ta'ala by how much He is giving. Then what is the correct measurement? The correct measurement is to see how Allah is helping you to be a good Muslim. One of the uh, Salaf ulama, he said, if you want to know how important you are to Allah wa ta'ala, see what He is putting you in life for. What are you doing in your life? If a person in his life is really working to save himself and save his Muslim brothers, his family and so on from being falling into what Allah does dislike, especially polytheism and so on. If he is working in life for food and so on but halal, but in the same time he is also trying to learn the deen of Muhammad وسلم, trying to proclaim and call people to this deen, trying to save Muslim brothers from falling into the polytheism or other sins, then Allah loves him. This is a fantastic sign to say that Allah loves this person because he is working for Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not give his mercy of the right track except for the people who deserve. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us all like that. But if you see a person who is enjoying the dunya and eating more and having fun and having money and he is wealthy and healthy and so on and he is disobeying Allah and he is busy with Allah does not like be sure that he is in the wrong track and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala one day sooner or later will punish him whether here or in the judgment or both that's very important to remember these ayahs because it's very important why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned these ayahs to see that how these people sleeping at night wealthy and healthy waking up and, and playing the whole day wealthy and healthy and they are secure inside they don't care they are not afraid of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Look around you, look around you, don't just study these as theories. Check yourself, check your family, check around you. You will see that there are some people are having the same problem. That's very dangerous. The other side we said that the case of despair, the Qunub, Allah mentioned this in the ayah, those people who are astray, who really feel that khalas. I do not expect Allah to forgive me, I do not accept Allah to take me to Jannah. This is not allowed in Islam. As we said before, between hope and fear, you can move around as you like. No extra fear, extreme fear, exaggerated fear, no exaggerated hope, but in the middle. So a Muslim will be in the middle, then he is, inshallah, in the right track. Uh, here he mentioned, after this ayah, he mentioned the hadith of Ibn Abbas in the book you have, you have the book. He said, May Allah be pleased with him, should be with them. Because both Ibn Abbas and his father, Al Abbas, both of the Sahaba, so we're talking about both. Right. This hadith of Ibn Abbas related to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, although it's not strong hadith, but it is only like a witness. As we said before, the author of this book, 
he brings an ayah or two ayahs or three, and then he brings uh, some other hadith. Maybe the hadith is strong. Sometimes they are not. Sometimes they are not strong. But because they are only just as a witness, or witnesses for the ayahs, that's enough. We are depending on the ayahs or in the correct hadith, and if there is extra, there is no problem. Say this hadith. Ibn Abbas is saying, that Rasulullah was asked about the major sins. What are the major sins? Sins, major sins, small sins, easy sometimes. Major sins actually are the great sins, the great sins that done by a human being. Like what? Like polytheism, like uh, drinking alcohol, taking riba, uh, adultery, zina, and so on. Is it counted by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam or is he, did, did he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam give us the way to know the sin, the major sin? Ulama said, including Shaykh al-Sabbat al-Taymiyah rahimahullah, he said that the best way to know the al-kabair, major sins, is that whenever you find a sin followed by or attached by a threat from Allah wa ta'ala that the person will be in Jahannam or he's out of Islam or he is Muhammad sallallahu is free of him and so on, then this is a major sin. If not, then it is not a major sin. Very similar, very easy. Okay? Uh, when he says that he is now more a mu'min, as Muhammad said in the hadith, Wallahi la yu'min, Wallahi la yu'min, Wallahi la yu'min, man la ya'manu jarahu bawa'iqah. That's the hadith. So he gave, la yu'min, ana bari'un, in the other hadith, ana bari'un, I'm free of. That's Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the meaning of the Hadith Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. I'm free of whoever live among the mushrikeen. Live. Not live, actually, to sleep one night. Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is free from. Muhammad is free of every person who sleeps among the mushrikeen. All of this. Or Kafiri. But these people who want and hope and try their best to immigrate to the Western countries. That they are in danger. Unfortunately, Muslims, they only look to the side of the civilization, the enjoyment, the money. They don't think about their deen much. Once, in Saudi Airlines, once we had one of our staff from a Muslim country, I don't want to say the name. Uh, after he is finished with Saudi Airlines, about 20 years after, 20 years of work, he decided to resign from Saudi Airlines, or retire actually, and uh, he got a contract to work in the United States. And he was so happy. So I took him aside and said, yes, Brother Sheikh, what, what are you doing? He said, Wallahi, I found a job better than yours. Triple your salary. I said, fine. You are right. You'll find better salary. You'll find better atmosphere. Dunya atmosphere, of course. You'll find driving a bank and driving a movie and driving McDonald's. Yes, you'll find this. You truly find that. But I'm afraid you will lose your deal. He said, no, 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 don't say this. We have communities in there and there are a lot of Muslims. He said, okay, fine. You and your wife, maybe you will be in the community and you will be praying to the Jama'ah and you will be make da'wah maybe. But can you guarantee your children? Can you guarantee your children not going to be affected by the mass media in there? By the schools in there? Do you want me to give you, do you want me to give you an example of one guy? was living in the United States and he had the nationalism. The green card and the nationalism card. Huh? Then he lost his children. 
His daughter used to bring her boy, own boyfriend into his house. And he makes love to her in her own house. And he cannot say one single word. Yalla, enjoy salary. Enjoy the fancy life. And lose your children. That is part of the punishment that because this person is really rejecting what Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa told him to do. Of course, someone says, Allah, I cannot immigrate. I am already stuck in this country. This is a copper country. I'm stuck in it. I cannot immigrate. This is another case. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us, as we said in the case of Allah and Baran a long time ago, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us excuse for those people who cannot immigrate. إِنَّ الْمُسْتَبْعَذِينَ مِنْ الرِّجَالِ وَالنِّسَاءِ الَّذِينَ لَا يَسْتِعُونَ حِيَةٌ وَلَا يَسْتِعُونَ سَبِيلًا He gave him an excuse because they cannot move. So, actually when we talk about this hadith, we say kabair, that's part of it. Part of it is to disobey Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam by living in these areas. When Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gives punishment, or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the eye gives punishment, or freed, after the sin, it is major sin. That's the rule of it. Right. When he said, like Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, when he was asked about the major sins, he said, polarism. Polarism here includes both, major and minor. Because he did not clear up. He said, polarism, general. General, they take a general. Whatever, I mean, this, is a, this is a rule also in, in Usul al-Fiqh, they say, whenever you receive an ayah or hadith, speaking generally, take it generally. When we say a shirk, take it all. Shirk, minor or major, both of them. Don't try to say this is only major, this is minor. Unless there is another ayah or hadith to say this is minor or major. Well, يَأْسُ مِنْ رَوْحِ اللَّهِ Despair. Despair from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy. From Allah's mercy subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some people say, خلاص, I can't. I don't deserve mercy from Allah. I'll go to Jahannam. أعوذ بالله. This is not allowed. This is a major sin. A Muslim should always hope and also should always fear. Fear Allah and hope that Allah is the other side of it. To feel secure that Allah will never punish us. We are Muslims, Alhamdulillah. Yes, we are Muslims. But Muslims also may deserve punishment. You want the proof? Take one only single proof, which is mentioned in the hadith that Allah and Muhammad told us about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He sent subhanahu wa ta'ala one angel, I think he was Jibreel. To destroy a town who is really doing a bad, a lot of bad things. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Jibreel to destroy that town. When Jibreel came to this town, he found one person, a fantastic worshipper. He never disobeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's, he's living outside of the town in his own place, far away from people, worshipping Allah. Only dhikr, salah, so on. So Jibreel came back to Allah and said, Allah, there is your... Uh, Fantastic space. He said, start with him. The meaning of what he said. Start with him. La ilaha illallah. With him? Yes. Why? Because he never, he never feels bad when he sees the disobedience of Allah SWT among people. He comes to the town, he buys his, his things, he talks to people, he sees people really drinking alcohol or making worshiping to other, Buddhism, uh, they do all of these bad things. He doesn't care. He just move around, take it and go back. Ah, that's a problem. That's a problem here. We have to be careful. We are living in Muslim countries, yes. But we are not far away from the punishment of Allah. Believe it or not, we are not far away. And punishment doesn't have to be an earthquake. Or thunderstorms. It could be something other. Sometimes which is worse punishment that you don't feel that you are in the wrong way. 
La ilaha illallah. Nasallallah fanisiyahum. Just think of this ayah. Wallahi, it's pretty, pretty scary ayah when you remember it. Nasallallah fanisiyahum. They forget Allah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes them forget themselves. And all of a sudden when this comes, they see the truth. But it's too late. Too late. To think of it. That's why he says, subhanahu wa ta'ala, about that person who is doing the same way. He said, قَالَ رَبِّ ارْجِعُونَ Please, Ya Allah, let me go back to dunya. I'll do, I'll do better. I'll do better. I change myself. I do a lot of good things. I'll stop disobeying you, Ya Allah. قَالَ رَبِّ ارْجِعُونَ لَعَلِّي أَعْمَلُ صَالِحًا فِي مَا تَرَكْتُ كَلَّا No way. No way. It's too late. Too late. We are alive now. We can do good things and leave bad things. Yes. But tomorrow, when this comes, it's too late to do so. What's the use to say, to hope? I wish, I wish I did this. I wish, no, no, there is no, no, no good thing I wish. You are on now. One of the good ancestors, <coughs> he made a grave in his house. Just uh, a big earth. He's not burying himself at his house, but he made like a grave in his house with a cover. Whenever he feels that his heart is getting tough, he gets into that big in earth and he covers himself. And he feels the darkness. And he says, oh myself, what do you wish? Oh myself, what do you wish? So his, his self will answer him, well, I wish I go back to dunya, I'll do a lot of good things. Then he moves the cover and says, yeah, now you are in the wish. Do it. Because that's possible. But when he's in the grave, truly, too late. Too late. So in this case now, a Muslim should not really be secured from the plan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he also should not be despair from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He should be in the middle. The other hadith is narrated by Mas'ud radiallahu anhuma, and the same hadith is also not as strong as it's supposed to be. Muhammad said, he mentioned in here, that the major sins are polyvism to be secured from the plan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to have despair from the mercy of Allah Taala. Same thing almost, same hadith almost, talking about the same cases. That's why the author, rahimahullah, he put this in the chapter. Yani, the summary of what we have said, the whole discussion tonight, we are saying that a Muslim should be between these two borders of the road. Never too fear. Never too be in the middle. Keep on between them. You are fearing and you are hoping. When you are doing this, then you are on the right track. One more point just to add, just to make it also clear. Some ulama said, this is in life you should be more يعني, with the hope and fear the same. Some ulama said, no, you have to have more fear than hope if you are unhealthy and worthy. If you are healthy and worthy, you should have more fear than hope. But if you are sick or tired or poor and so on, you should have more hope than fear. However, both ways are okay, inshallah. Just keep on in the middle of the track between these two borders. That's what I try to say and explain. Hope, inshallah, it's clear to you. And if you have any questions, I'll be glad to hear from you. Which one? Vice versa. Emigrating to the Kafir land or the Vice versa? No, it's not allowed.
The author is not allowed to practice hadith as he said, you know, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned it clearly to say, أنا بريء ممن بات بين ظهراني المشركين. So Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is telling us in this hadith that he is free of those people who are living among the polytheists or Catholics. He should immigrate. Immigration is must. But as we said, whatever Allah Taala wants us to do, and He is making it must on us, He also excuses us if we can't. ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا أو أخطأنا. ربنا ولا تحمل عن ذي الرأي. ربنا ولا تحمل عن نصر كما حمل على ذين من قبلنا. So things that we cannot do, then we are excused. Now, because I know some of you, will, I have this question a long time ago, so many times. Brothers who are living are living in India, as an example. India, as you know, is, is controlled by Kafiri. It's not a Muslim country. In the country, as a country, we're not talking about people. Be careful. Some people say, "Ah, are you talking about India? Are you talking about Muslims in India?" No, I'm talking about the rules of the country. Muslims, the ulama, they say you count the country Muslim or Kafir depending on the rules ruling the country. Of course, India was ruled by Muslims a long time ago. Now it is not ruled by Muslims, so it is a Kafir country. Now every Muslim in India must immigrate to a Muslim land. That's the rule. Of course, we say, who will accept us? Who will allow us to, to, to immigrate? Who will accept the? Yeah, somebody say, okay, give me a, a possibility. I'll come to Saudi Arabia. Wallahi, I wish to, but this is not now. This is almost impossible now. It's not impossible totally. So what is this? Then we say these people cannot immigrate. That does not mean that they have the chance to immigrate from India to the United States. This is another big mistake because some people say, okay, both from a Kafir country, let me move. No, 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 no. Wait a second. There's a big difference. In India now, there is more than 150 million Muslims, and even if they are facing troubles, still they have strong way to live, and they are supposed to, yani, uh, upgrade this capability of having their own way of ruling their own selves. This is another case. But if they go to these Western countries, they become not only minority but also a weak minority. Not only that, but they are going to serve to kill Muslims. A Saudi married a Saudi student was in the United States. He married one American lady. Then he had she was a Kafir, of course, and he had a boy. Then one way or another they divorced. The boy stayed with his mother, and he refused to come to Saudi Arabia. And he was growing there as an American. Then he joined the American army and he came to Iraq and he tried to kill Muslims, but he was killed. Shahid, Allah Mustaaf. The opposite. So, if you are not afraid for yourself, because you say I'm a Muslim, Alhamdulillah, I can even make da'wah among the kafirin. Be afraid for your family, for your children, and that's what's happening. Actually, go and see Muslims who are there. I have seen some of them in there by my own eyes. Their names are Muslims, but they are totally not Muslims. His name is Muhammad or Ahmed or Ali and so on, but he is totally not a Muslim at all. It's not the case of falling into drugs or alcohol and so on. This, this, this is, these are major sins. We're not talking about. But he's falling into kufr totally. He's not at all Muslim, only by name. So who is going to take the chance? Just to have more money, just to enjoy the driving movie and driving back and all these things, just to, to enjoy the civilization as they call it. It's not a civilization. Actually. They are only making their body strong, full, but they are losing the soul. By the way, this is going to be taught in Shalha level four in Jaliya. Yes, sir. Yes. 
good cause. Both of them. We need a treatment for both. For cure of the plan of Allah and also the despair. For cure, we should always remember that Allah Ta'ala shadidul iqab. For despair, we should always remember Rahmanul Rahim. In Allah Ghafur Rahim. That's why some people consult him about what he's doing bad. He says, Allah Ghafur Rahim. True, Allah Ghafur Rahim. But he is also Shadidul Iqab. Ah. You will see this when you see a person who's drinking alcohol or is falling in this or this bad, this bad thing. And you tell me, why don't you do this? Why don't you become a good Muslim? Why do you, why do, you do these things? Yes, yeah, Allah, Allah Ghafur Rahim. Don't make it so hard. True, Allah Ghafur Rahim. True. But he is also Shadidul Iqab. True. When you say he is Ghafur Rahim, he is not going beyond the case of hope. When you go, when you say that Shadidul Iqab, he will not go, I'm sorry, the opposite way. When you say he is Ghafur Rahim, then he will not go beyond the case of fear. When you say he is Shadidul Iqab, he will not go beyond the, the edge of hope. He will be in the middle. So always, when you see a person who's, the only person I saw actually this case of, of despair, I haven't seen much of them. I have met one of them lately, and he is so afraid and that he is sometimes thinking of bad things. And that's, of course, unnatural, because most people now, they are so secure. Majority of people are secure. But these people who are despair, we should always remind them that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Ghafoor Rahim. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when we give him the stories of the, that person who, as Muhammad mentioned in the hadith, a person who killed 99 persons, and he looked for Tawbah, and he went to a worshipper, not a alim, Abid, and you know the difference. So that Abid told him, you have no Tawbah. So he killed him. Why not nine? There is no Tawbah. Now this is despair. This worshipper told him, you have no Tawbah. You are going to Jahannam. 99 will take me to Jahannam, make it 100. And he killed the guy. Then again, he still wants to have Tawbah. So he went to a alim, a scholar. And he said, I have done, I killed a hundred persons. Can I have a Tawbah? Repentance? He said, well, who stopped you? You can do a Tawbah any time. But I really urge you to leave your town because it's a bad place. Go to the other town where people, good people are there. So that guy start to move because he has the eagerness. He has, he has, he has the, 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 the the will of making tawbah, he moved to the other town before the mid between these two towns, death came. The angel of death came to take his soul. Now, we know upon the other hadith of Muhammad that when the person is dying, if he is a Muslim, the malaikatul rahmah, the angels of mercy will come and take his soul. And if he is a kafir or hypocrite or so on, the malaikatul adab, the punishment, Angels will come to take his soul. In this case, both of them came. And they start to argue. The Malaikat al-Rahma say, well, he came as a repentance. He repented. Why? We should take his soul. And the Malaikat al-Adam say, no, he didn't ever done any good thing. He could be 100 persons and he made nothing good. Then Allah sent them another angel to make a judgment between them. And he said, measure the distance between his old town and his new town. If he is closer to the new one, for the angels of 
mercy. If not, the other. You know, Allah SWT told the earth to get closer, the other town, to get closer, and his own town to be go further. When they measured, they found he's closer to with one shiver, this shiver, to the new town, so the mercy angels took his place. Now, if you tell him this story, then he'll remember, oh, I have done less than 100 souls being killed. So, inshallah, what I have done, inshallah, will be forgiven if I am true. Also remind him that some Sahaba used to worship special and cleavage battles and drink alcohol. Amr ibn Khattab, one of the best after Abu Bakr, but he's the best after Abu Bakr, one of the best Sahaba of Muhammad, he used to worship special. And he used to, he killed one of his daughters when she was young. Mawuda means the daughter was killed in the end because the Arabs at that time are ashamed of the daughters. They are afraid they will make them ashamed of hunted people, so they kill them while they are young. But when he became, when he accepted or he reverted to Islam, he became the, one of the best. So when you tell him the story, what was So this, you are as a da'iyah, is the doctor of the people. The way of Muhammad when the person comes to him and he asks him something, he looks to him, first of all, what is he? Then he gives him the answer. Why? You can see this when he was asked the same question from three persons. Same question. Or same request from three different persons. And he gave three different answers. Why? Why, why, why that? Because he, وسلم, he looks to the person first. One of them he asked Allah, give me an advice. And Muhammad knows that this person is a bad timber person. He's, he gets angry quickly. So he tells him, لا تغضب. Don't get angry. Three times. Don't get angry. Give me advice. Don't get angry. Three times. Because he saw the person. The other person he asked him for the same question or same request and he gave him different answer. Why? Because a bunch of persons. So you, as a da'iyah, supposed to look to the people first of all before you answer them. How you, if you meet a guy who is already in bad shape and he's so desperate, then you give him the answer to bring him. But if you see a person who is already secure, you give him uh, some uh, hopes also, he's already full of it. You need to bring him little bit by scaring him. But if he's in the middle, you just push him to go and do good things. Was that? Hmm? Okay, very good question. The fear is what is good to push you to do good things and step from bad things. This is acceptable. This is what we need. That's the good fear. The good hope is what's going to also push you to do good things and be away from bad things. Whatever, since, since this fear is stubborn you, from doing bad things, then you are on the right track. When the hope pushed you to do good things, then that's good hope. But more than that, it is too much. Yes. Yeah, that's if we have a lot also. <laughs> okay. Sheikh Abdullah is mentioning the case of the, 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 the example of birth. Abdul uh, Qayyim, rahimahullah, used to give example of hope and, and fear plus love. You see, it's like a bird. A bird, the head is must, the most important, which is love. To love Allah, to love the good things, to love the good people. 
And hope is one wing, and fear is the other wing. Can a bird fly with one wing? Can? Can a bird fly with one wing? No. If both of them are there, not there, that's a problem, but if one of, both of them are there, then he can fly. With one wing, hope only, then he will fall. And he will be eaten by the snakes and so on. If he's having only one wing, which is fear, but he doesn't have hope, then he will fall off. So both wings must be working the correct way, he can fly and be saved from the other animals. Thank you. 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 Thank you.